Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Beth. And this is Booze. Booze. Hi, Beth. Hey, Ben. How are you? It's hot. Mm-hmm. It's really hot outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how hot outside it is, but I think it's 170,000. Mm-hmm. That was so my guess. Give or take a few degrees. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's real bad. It's not humid, though. No. No, it's dry heat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't take a shower the second I'm outside. No. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So, Michigan was real humid, right? Terrible. Yeah. With bugs. There's lots of bugs here. They don't fly and, like, attack me. They stab you and you get poisoned. Only if you're outside. No, yeah. Don't go outside. <laughs> so we're, yeah. at, we're at my new house. Yes, we are. And my daughter wanted to show you our backyard, and we had to explain that adults don't want to go outside. No, they don't. I opened a window so you could see it. I can see it. It's mm-hmm. lovely. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's, there's a lot of dead things. Well, we are in the desert. Yeah. So. Yeah. But a lot of that's going to get cut down. Okay. Yeah. Good. If you look over there, that poor cactus is like sunburned. That's a thing that can happen, people. This cacti can get really sunburned, and the com- previous owners completely mistreated it. And I have to dig it out and replant it. That's so unfortunate. It is. Those suckers grow pretty quick, though. They do. They do. Yeah. So. Good. So how are you? I'm good. What's been going on? What's been going on? Um, oh, I was going to congratulate you for making it through um, Amazon Prime Week. Yeah, without buying anything. Really? You didn't buy anything? Nope. Nothing? Nope. Huh, impressive. Mm-mm. Okay. I didn't buy a thing. Okay. Yeah, I didn't... I don't need more stuff in this house right now. Mm-hmm. Might be part of it. <coughs> Excuse me, I've been sick. So that's probably not the last I cough. Should, I, could, I should scoot back. Yeah, no, well... We, I, <laughs> you we, didn't buy anything during Amazon? No. Huh, no, I didn't. Well, because... Okay, so you you just took a tour of my house. Yeah. You saw how much stuff there still is unpacked. Right. It's not the worst in the world anymore, no. but... Um, I don't need to add more things to this house right now. Fair enough. What'd you buy? Um, what did I buy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What did your husband buy? Yeah. So we were the um, proud recipients of a two-pound bag of unsalted sunflower seeds. Okay. Sorry, that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Lightly salted okay. sunflowers. Okay. Yeah. But a two-pound bag. Do you know how big that is of sunflower that's, seeds? Um, is this like the equivalent of a 30-pound bag of beans? Yeah, and I should absolutely stand corrected at uh-huh. Costco, uh-huh. which I was there a few hours ago. It's actually a 25-pound bag of beans. I so I feel like that's false advertisement. I'd like to correct our previous episode. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I also like I stand corrected at Costco mm-hmm. as a statement. I just love Costco. Yeah, it's good. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Good. yeah. So we got we got a two pound bag of lightly salted sunflower seeds. He bought a pair of dress pants because uh-huh. that's what guys do: just buy clothes off of Amazon. Yeah, and it's just going to magically work. Um, he sent it, me a link for underwear. Right. I don't. Why is he like that? I don't know. Okay, cool. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I really appreciate um, Stan, our uh, Amazon Prime driver, because he knows our house quite well. So. Um, He's a nice man. Getting Amazon deliveries over here in this neighborhood mm-hmm. is a lot different than my old neighborhood. So the Amazon trucks themselves yeah. did not come to my old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was always the mail or UPS. Mm-hmm. And now every time an Amazon delivery is coming, my phone beeps and it says, your your package is six stops away. You can watch it show up on this map. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, so Stan knows where we live. He comes down the one way because he's Stan and he can. Yeah. Um, and my children know when the Amazon guy is there. You know, I get I get yells, Mom, Amazon's here. Amazon Stan. I'm like, again, they are? What did your dad buy this yeah. time? Yeah, no, I, I just, I, it was hard to not look, mm-hmm. which I did not do. I just did not look. Because um, it was double dangerous because I worked from home two days this week because I was sick. Mm-hmm. During Prime Week, mm-hmm. I was here by myself with no one to watch me. Yeah, and I, I didn't. I didn't buy a thing. Actually, that's not true. This wasn't. This wasn't part of Prime Week. Okay. But I did buy this, which you oh. brought in 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 the house. Yes. Um. Actually, when you you walked up, um. And so, hi, Deck Matthews. Um. I got a copy of your physical copy of The First of Shadows, uh-huh. which he just released these uh, two-ish weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, and he was really worried that um, the H on Shadows was going to be all messed up because on the image on Amazon's site, it is a total hot mess. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like the whole top part it's is filled cool in. It's a cool cover. It's a really cool cover. I'm pretty sure he did it himself. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
dude's talented. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, he's like a coder for a living too. Like he's sure. he's got all the nerd, cool nerd stuff. Okay. So, um, so thanks, Deck. So that's that. It's mine. I actually think I might just send it to him to have him sign it and then yeah. have him send it back. Yeah. Yeah. Pay for the posters all the way around. Because yeah. I'll have a library out there in that room, and I can actually have books again. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I almost today I almost actually. Um, because I haven't had my physical books out in 16 months. Because mm-hmm. my room where they were upstairs became my son's room. Right. In the old house. And so I packed them all up. They've been in the garage since, yeah, since late, no, since early 2018. Um, and so I haven't seen them in almost two years. And I almost, just for this podcast, just unpackaged a box of books. And you didn't want to like Marie Kondo the books? Do you know what she says about that? Like, uh, you should only have, like, 30 books or less or something? Okay, I really like her. She's wrong. Well, the, and then there's all those memes that say, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, she's wrong. Cause, totally uh, wrong. Yeah. We uh, uh, were ordering, like, five bookshelves for that room. Yeah, pretty um, awesome. Yeah, and, and like, <clears throat> excuse me, more seats for a seating area, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going to be an actual library. Yeah. Because that's what we want. I may or may not have also purchased hard copy books, this like physical books this week mm-hmm. um, at like the local donation center or whatever. I was like, I think I have to do this. I, I, I yeah, took yeah, a, yeah. a shipment over there and I was like, yeah, I'll check it out because they have a huge, huge book collection. I've never looked. And it's in a fairly um wealthy part of town yeah so like the donations are you know high quality stuff like for clothes which is you know i i I don't think there's anything wrong with that i've actually gone through and find super high brand names but i looked at some of these books as well and some of them clearly had never been read brand new beautiful and they were a dollar i'm like it's amazing yep Yep." i bought i told you one of my one of my favorite books life of pi yeah. Um, I already own a copy of it, but it was a dollar, and this person clearly had never even opened the book, so I, I bought it. Again. Okay. Yeah. Can I give you a dollar for it? You can borrow it. Okay. All right. You need two copies? I can't find the other copy. Okay. No, I know then, I own that's it. that's fair. I know I own it, I'll but you it, can read it. I'll make sure. you a trade, because I, um, I need to unpackage it for you, because we had talked about it once I unpackaged oh, my yeah. books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you need to read that. Yeah. So, I'll make you a trade. Okay. It's not a fair trade. No. Like a nice, happy book for it right yeah well no like the pie is not overly happy. i thought it has i thought it was like a like a motivational message it's a coming thing. of age story okay. but no i don't think it's like... like a kid in the boat with a tiger or something yes yeah okay okay but we don't talk about it today okay yeah it's not like oh my feel warm and fuzzy inside it's not one of those books tigers are warm and fuzzy they're not until they bite you until they eat your face off yeah you need your face <laughs> They could eat your face off. They could. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. There's a guy in Nebraska that uh, runs for president every four years. Mm-hmm. And he's crazy. And he owns like the Nebraska's like largest tiger farm. And he makes the best YouTube videos of all time. And like my favorite ones are... I need like, a link of this. Oh, I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> this is... I think it's Nebraska. It's somewhere in the Midwest. Just look for uh, tiger farm presidential candidate. Just Should Google I look that. it up right now? Uh, no, maybe. it's okay. Yeah. So, but if you're listening, you should, you should look this up. Okay. And, um, but I'll find it for you. And he always talks about how he's not going to change the way he dresses. And he's like dressed in chaps and jeans and cowboy hats and stuff. And, okay. Um, Does he and, mingle with the tigers? Oh, yeah. It's like every video where he's like giving his presidential speeches, uh-huh. he's walking among the tigers okay and yeah. they don't attack him no no mm-hmm. but he's been arrested like six times for sure like animal cruelty uh-huh. and other stuff and like conditions but it's like it's like the largest tiger farm in the state okay and he's obviously insane that's crazy yeah uh the other day i was watching i was at the gym and i didn't even know what the show was but there was this guy that has converted his whole home into like a parrot sanctuary this is totally sort of guy. How many newspapers are on that floor? Um, and parrot might even not be like the correct term because these mm. birds were quite large, mm-hmm. but whatever. I'm not a bird person. Yeah. Um, sorry, bird people. Um, and he has transformed his body into looking like a parrot. So tattoos on his face, the piercings, the hair is dyed. So like he wants to be one with the parrots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I, is it? No. I can't. I couldn't not watch. It was a train wreck. I could not watch. There was a um, Huffington Post article about a guy who was talking about how um, women were, what's the word for if they only care about looks? People only care about looks. Um, there's a word for it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not thinking of it. 
um, whatever. Just like yeah. only care about physical appearance. Sure. That's the the, the, the other one. Narcissist. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, and they only care about physical looks. And he had transformed his body to look like a snake, mm-hmm. and even cut his tongue yes. in half and forked it. And like his whole face was just one tattoo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, women only care about looks. I'm like, yeah, snake man. I'm sure they do yours. in your case, because you've also your looks have explained your personality in full. That's... So don't don't, don't get do all that. judgmental. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. I'm guessing it's hard to find a girlfriend when you look like a snake. Or the pool is in- exceptionally mm-hmm. um, targeted. There's probably an app for that. There probably is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Okay, this is called Golden Road. Uh, sorry, Golden Road Brewing Company put out Mango Cart. It's a mango wheat ale. Okay. It is delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you came over and you, I, I asked if you had wanted me to get something to drink, and you said I have stuff to drink, and you started pulling m- multiple um, types of booze out of your purse. Sure. Um, you don't do that. Uh, no, not in my purse. Um, but I asked you, I, I said, do you have a, do you have a booze purse? And you said, I don't want to tell you right now, but I had a booze purse in college. I did. And so now I want to hear about your booze purse. Yeah, I had a booze purse. Um, I would go to parties. It, um, would carry a fifth of a particular kind of alcohol that has, um, a famous, um, pirate on the front. Yeah. Yeah, down there? Um, we don't, it's kind of like, you know, in Harry Potter, like, we don't mm-hmm. speak his name because we broke up many, 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 oh, many years was ago. was bad? Yeah, it was pretty, it, it was not um, an amicable. He's right down there if yeah. you want to meet no, see him. we're good, we're good. Okay. So I used to bring him, and I would bring, um, you know, a thing of, of Coke and, and Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the right thing, I know don't you worry. were, but, you know, Coca-Cola mm-hmm. yeah. and... Um, Rum and Blow, it's our yeah. favorite drink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope my parents aren't listening. Um, never, mom. Um, and I would always bring snacks. So I, those were my things that I would always bring. And I was very popular at parties because I always had drinks and I always had snacks. So one thing that has always held true for you that I've, for the decade that I've known you, you always have snacks. I do. That's still, that's still a yeah, true statement. Yeah, I actually still right now have snacks in yes. this bag. Yeah. You, you never know when you're going to be in a position where you need a Rice Krispie Treat. Then. No. Did you, um, when you became a mom, mm-hmm. did, because you already were a snack person, mm-hmm. because I knew before you were a mom. Yes. Did you double up on a snack, on being a snack mom? Or did you just, was like the, the, the level already set and you were good? Um, I definitely upped my game and that is a very strong point. I always used to judge the moms that would buy all of the individuals like packaged items. Mm-hmm. I thought that was incredibly wasteful and like this, like put it in a container and that's what we do okay yeah um screw that Mm -hmm. i don't have time my child is already gonna throw it away so i'm not gonna provide any more opportunities to waste yet again more of my time Mm -hmm. so i'm all on board for buying individual snacks yep Yep. yeah yep that's great yeah (laughs) so So, yeah what are you drinking i am drinking um a citrusona ipa Mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite local breweries who i will tag um, because if you can get this anywhere else, you should. But it's Barrio Barrio Brewing Company. Um, it's out of Tucson. Okay. Um, every time I give uh one of these companies beers to your husband, he mentions that he didn't think anything good came out of Tucson. So it's yeah, funny. he's not a fan. It's funny every single time he mm-hmm. went to ASU, not U of A, mm-hmm. and that's the rival school. Mm-hmm. My wife went to U of A. Yep. So they have talked. You have an ASU cup right now. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is awesome. Um, Citrusy. Yeah, like in, uh, I didn't have it until last week mm-hmm. for the first time, but I, but I like all their stuff. Um, it definitely is an IPA, um, because you know IPAs are really heavy and mm-hmm. really hoppy. So imagine a mix between, like like if, imagine if a blue moon was a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. and then like half of that, and then like half an IPA. Okay. Like a really drinkable, almost refreshing IPA, which is really weird to say for an IPA, because they're... Usually like a one and done type thing. Totally. But it's really good. No, I'm I'm on board. And mine is actually so a wheat being a wheat ale, I was thinking kind of blue moony, like you have one and you're full. Uh-huh. Um doesn't taste like that at all. It almost tastes like this I hope it doesn't sound gross, but like a sparkling like a mango sparkling water, um that is beer. Okay. It's really light. But it's not um because that almost sounds like watery, but it's not watery. No, it doesn't okay. no. But it's good. Yeah. I mean, I and only I, brought one. And I do like the backup Bud Light that you brought. I do have a backup Bud Light. Yeah. You, you just really never know. You never know. <laughs> well, last week, the one that I popped out at your house, right. like, that was 
one of the worst things I've ever tasted. Right. Yeah. I tried. A I sour or something? It sour was a sour cider? beer. And I like I like some sour beers. There's this uh there's a company, a local another local company, excuse me, that makes a um, there's my new ice maker. Just bought a fridge. There it is. <laughs> um uh uh just uh, makes a cucumber sour. Huh. It's yeah, sounds terrible. It's amazing. Really? Good. It's okay. so good. Okay. Yeah. Next time we come over, I'll, I'll okay. see if I can find it. All right, cool. Um so I read nothing this week. Yes. Not a not 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 a, not a sentence. So I have some stuff I do want to talk about. Okay. But I'll tell you what I did. Okay. But I bet you read. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll, let's start with you. What did what did you read? So I read Columbine by Dave Cullen. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, what year was that? What year did it happen? That's what I'm asking. I was thinking about it the other day based yep. on the conversation that we had had. We were in high school when it happened. Yeah. And I don't actually remember if it was in 98, 99. Around there. Mm. Well, 99, we, you graduated in 99 I graduated well. in 99. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. So I was going to say, we, same year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh. So right around there. Um, so I'll, I'll start with, um, I'm weirdly fascinated by the, like the, the mental thought process of, I don't want to say just killers in general, but like sociopaths, psychopaths, like that type. I mean, I listen to a lot of crime podcasts too. Like the, the motivation behind a lot of bad things for some Mm -hmm. reason I'm interested in, um, probably would have been my other career if I had you know, thought about it in, in that regard. Like, I, I just find it very fascinating. I, I almost am surprised you didn't become a criminal psychologist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm that person that, like, to, to decompress, I need to listen to a crime story. Mm-hmm. Or watch something horrid. Like, yeah. it's that's kind of how messed up I am. But I think a lot of people actually... I don't think that's that weird anymore. I think people, you know, that's their thing. No, I, I am actually very yeah. similar. Yeah. I, so, I think I shut off from it quicker than you do. Like, mm-hmm. I get more weirded out after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So um, I've heard of this book for quite a while and I finally decided, okay, this is the time because I'd been reading um, some pretty, you know, you know, historical stuff and uh, a few memoirs. I'm like, all right, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. I'm trying to be mindful this year of like the types of books that I read. So um, this book has won all sorts of awards. It took Dave Cullen, the author, he's a journalist, um, and I, I don't know where he lives now, but obviously he was in the Denver area when, when all this went down. Um, and he, he takes account, which I really, really appreciated. Um, so this happened in the late 90s um, in Littleton, Colorado, at the, the high school's named Columbine. I think everybody's familiar. This was one of the first um, mass high school sh- mass shootings, mass high school shootings um, in the country. Um, it certainly was not the first, but it was the first like publicly you know, televised, people were kind of vested into the story and, and why would they do this and what was all the motivation behind it. So, um, like all of that, I wanted to know kind of the story, the backstory of the two individuals that, that carried out this horrific crime. Um, and they, he certainly goes into some, some pretty strong details of it. Um, definitely troubled youths, um, definitely had some, you know, psychosis going on. Um, one of them, they're pretty positive, was um, in fact a sociopath. The other one they think was certainly just um, very influenced um, and, and depressed and suicidal. Um, and that's obviously a very bad combination when you put those things together. Um, so it walks through the the story goes back and forth. So it talks about present time. It also talks about um, the the two individuals, Derek and uh, sorry, not Derek, Eric and Dylan, who um, carried out this crime. And it talks about them ahead, going into it and how much planning they actually put into this. It's maddening. It was well over a year of, of actual planning, very detailed, um, to the point where there's a lot of people who are um, putting a little bit of the onus back on to, you know, whether it be the um, the sheriff's office there or any, you know, the school, because there had been so many people saying, these guys are, they're bad, and here's why. Um, one of the individuals, Eric, had a website, and he was talking about how to build pipe bombs and murder and killing people and it just got kind of pushed under the rug. Um, and then the, the case files actually just disappeared, which, so 
I don't want to go into that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, and then it, it obviously walks you through the entire day, which I think people are drawn to. People want to know. Like when it was on the news, I remember it being on the news. People oh, are God, drawn yeah. to the kids running from the school and seeking, you know, seeking shelter. And they're, they want to know, like, well, what happened first? Like, what did the two individuals do? They tried to set off the pipe bombs. They didn't work. Then they went to, you know, the science room. Then they went to the library. Like, they want to know for I don't really know, but there's some sort of satisfaction that comes from that. Anytime one of these things happens, um, there's a a couple like Reddit and CNN and stuff. They always do the 1759, Mm -hmm. you know, this happened and then 1901 and then this happened. And that's the thing that I'm always like fascinated by. So this guy has done, I I think the book came out um, at least 10 years afterwards, after the, because he, he had done his due diligence. So that book's 10 years old too. I think so. He had done, he has done his due diligence and had put everything together so the the journals of both of the boys the um they finally got the website back up there they actually did videotapes in their basement when they were talking about what they were going to do and he put all the timelines together interviewed hundreds of people both that were in the school people that just were outside um which was interesting and then he gave what i thought was really awesome and super respectful he talks about the 13 victims Mm -hmm. Um, at length, their backstories, their families, and then they talk about kind of the, the you know, the community moving forward, um, which I thought was probably fairly, um, I don't know if it was cathartic for people to read, probably um, some, some level of closure, but just really, just it was a really interesting story. I will say this book is incredibly well, well written. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a little long, like it got it got a little bit too heavy at the end. I was like, okay, like I had gotten my fill and then some, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I think you have to read it in order to be able to, I don't know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say. It's, to it's to about, process it. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, to know what, what went on and why these kids felt like this was what they had to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I looked up on my phone because I want to remember exactly when it was. It was 99. Okay. Um, 420.99, which was yeah part of the thing, right? Also Hitler's Uh, birthday. Yes, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, so part of the thing, Um, and yeah, what I remember really well was all the news stories about um, these kids that listen to like Nirvana Mm -hmm. and alt rock Mm -hmm. music. Me, yeah, right. Yeah, who play a lot of video games and are sequestered Mm -hmm. and do are very introverted kids. Yes me mm-hmm. right again, again and like all this stuff um and i remember very much uh my dad who was a police officer as well um asking a lot of questions about me and my friends like afterwards and i didn't get it mm-hmm. i didn't get it at all back then but i do remember not uh not being as outwardly spoken about my interests um and uh and no, I'm not trying to make this about me, but yeah, I, yeah. this is what I remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't that kid that wore a trench coat to school. Right. Like, we had that kid at school. I'm yep. sure you did, too. Sure. Um, I, I remember his name. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it. But um, that we're all like, oh, well, was he, like, could he do this, mm-hmm. right? And then all those kids started becoming super judged. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I No think... different than actually in this story. Because they, not to interrupt you, but kind mm-hmm. of, they, they blamed it on, like, the goth culture. Yeah. And these two were not a part of the goth culture, actually. They weren't. No. Oh. They weren't. They just were, you know, didn't have a ton of luck with with the ladies. Mm -hmm. They weren't into sports. They, Mm -hmm. um, yes, they liked to dress in Mm -hmm. in black clothes some of the time. The trench coat actually was like a last minute ad. Oh. Which was an interesting fact. Wow. Um, Did not know that. But yeah, they just were, they were different. These kids were different. But this, the... I think what's really, really hard, um, and again, I'm totally just like projecting here, but um, there wasn't one, like this wasn't going after the jocks. This wasn't going right, after right, right. people that like had wronged them. Like the it was human, just going after people. The human race had wronged them. Mm, like yeah. the, the, the end goal was killing as many people as possible. And, um, you know, many, many years, 20 years later, having you and I still talk about it. Yeah. Right? Like that was their goal. Yeah. I, I, I remember, like, I just remember so much of that stuff and like... Um, once again, like teenagers scaring adults, mm-hmm. like adults being scared mm-hmm. of teenagers. Cause mm-hmm. I was this, um, and so in 99, I was 18, I turned 18 that year. Um, and I was this 17, 18 year old kid that, uh, played in rock bands in 
bars that were mm-hmm. 21 and over and like all of a sudden i was the strange kid like in weird stuff again um and like i wasn't a goth kid mm-hmm. um but i it, i just kind of remember it changed everything and then going to um, community college like the next year it was just the the kids that were still you know dressing that way or wearing their my chemical romance t-shirts which that was probably like 10 years later but like <laughs> like you know and then all the marilyn manson kids because that mm-hmm. was definitely when we were in high school yep. and all that yep. stuff like those kids were like the nine inch nails t-shirts those yep. kids were very ostracized and it was amazing like oh you're 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 the next school shooter right and that that these guys became the narrative for that yes. for the rest of our lives yes. so far well and then so they, and then they talk about you know they talk about um clearly they don't talk about parkland because that was the mo- one of the most recent ones but yeah, yeah. they talk about uh the virginia tech shooting and i forget that individual's name but yeah yeah um, i remember that but you know his his body count was in the 30s i think um they talk about um uh, what's the the elementary school or the preschool new? Fe- oh yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Bad. I don't know. Um, yeah. Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one that begins with an N, like a new field. But anyways, mm-hmm. they they talk about like and the, these shooters again. They idolize these two. It's just it's so it's it's really it's just really hard. Um, and and they talk. You know, towards the end of the book, he gives quite a few statistics about really the percentage of um, teenagers that are depressed in, in the United States right now. And it's like, it's 2%, but that's like, you know, 8 million kids. Or so. It's like a crazy, crazy number. And, and that's the kids that have been diagnosed. Right. Let's be fair. Right. Like, I think depression, um, especially because I was, uh, even as a kid that was seemingly outward, um, um, like, I was a really depressed teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't tell you why. Yep. Like, because I had a lot going for but me. But you know what? Being a teenager is hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations that I think, I don't know. It's I just... think being a teenager is harder now. Because we didn't have cell phones and, cell phones and social media and yeah. Instagram um, and all these people. Like I, I read stories about kids um, like, you know, uh, one bad picture, yep. right? Goes wrong and everyone's got it on their Instagram at school and everyone's sharing it in that moment mm-hmm. and they're all bullying someone from a phone and it doesn't go away. Right. Right. So as a very lightly bullied kid myself mm-hmm. because I was short mm-hmm. didn't last very long because it's just I don't care. Yep. So that seems You're to like drive, nothing I can do about it. People. <laughs> it's something that doesn't seem to drive bullies away. But like there was always those kids who thought it was funny. Well, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So that was my fourth period math class in freshman year for five minutes every day. What if that was 24-7? Right. Right. It's gross. That's, it's, it's that's like the, what's happening now. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard to... Because I wasn't... I don't think I was bullied. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and frankly, I was, like, friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally had friends in every single... I wasn't, like, clearly the, the most popular. Definitely not. But, like, I just like people. Yeah. I mean, I love talking and... Yeah, I wasn't. It's just my personality. So for me, I'm like, I can't, I can't even imagine. But you know, you can empathize because you're like, oh my god, I, yeah, I, I can't even imagine if something had. There are two or three kids that I think of often mm-hmm. that I wonder what happened to because it was merciless the way that they were bullied. You should, find, you should reach out to them. Um, I've looked a couple times on yeah. like some social media and that I never find them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were merciless, merciless bullying and. That was just for the six hours a day right. that school was. Right. 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 Um, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's terrible. So I imagine if that was 24 hours a day, they had your cell phone, they had your Instagram, they had your Facebook. Yep. They were, you know, hitting everywhere. They were putting videos up of you online. Right. Educators just have a, man, they got a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that the problem has gotten worse. Yeah. Unfortunately. Just wish we could help. Yeah. 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 So that's... Wow. <laughs> that's heavy. That's... Yeah. But I also... the podcast at my house with this. <laughs> but I also <coughs> read another James Patterson. Yay! Talk about that. He's kind of like my happy drug. Yeah. Right? Um, mm-hmm. So I made you read um, The President is Missing, mm. right? A couple months ago? Uh, you did, and you're great for that. Yes. Okay, so his next one um, that's fairly new is called uh, The First Lady. Oh, so I don't know if you ever watched on was it Showtime House of Cards? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey I watched it on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, okay. Yeah. Um, so this book has a lot of House of Cards mm-hmm. type of uh, plotline, I guess I would say. Uh, there is um, 
you know, affairs that are going on. There's kind of the back end of the government and how absolutely messed up and like the crazy things that may or may not go on. But the story definitely makes you think that they go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a story like, yeah, the first lady goes missing. Oh. Yeah. Because she finds out that the president, who is up for re-election, um, has been cheating on her. Mm-hmm. But they like their marriage had fallen apart years prior. I mean, it was... And he was truly in love with one of the one of the lobbyists, mm-hmm. um, and he was doing it in a respectful manner. But he was truly in love with her, and the first lady found out literally four weeks before the the campaign was to end. And she's just like, you know, throwing up the deuces and uh, left. She pieces out. She's she, like, oh, that's awesome. She pieces out, and they can't find her. Like her protective detail can't find her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so the story is. About the um, chief of staff, that's the president's like first mm-hmm. advisor, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, he's a d bag for sure. <laughs> like he's just not a good person. Um, True in real life too. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, potato, potato, right? Um, he, yeah. So he's you. You don't get the impression he cares if she comes back alive or not. Just wants the whole thing closed. He wants it closed because they're up for re-election. Like, it actually might be better off if she is dead because then now we can mourn with the president. Oh, and now we have can... a sad story to... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, the first lady clearly has other ideas. Very, very smart woman. Um, she does a ton with, like, underage... Or not underage. With um, um, lower-income children and literacy and all this other like she seems like an amazing amazing woman so she disappears and the book takes you through um a bunch of the uh protective detail trying to find her mm-hmm. and also going against the um the chief of staff's like directives wow yeah wow. it's actually a really good story it's, well, it's fast i well, mean it's, in true fashion it's james patterson yeah right you're yeah. like you don't have to tell me to read a james no, patterson awesome. book yeah you just say hey he has another book okay mm-hmm. cool i'll go read that so. I think he puts out a new book like every week. So yeah. hurry up because um, the next one is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like this Stephen King of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I um, at the break, I'm going to actually look up okay. how many books like he releases a year because it's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, those were the two that I read this week. Okay. The Columbine one was heavy. <sighs> yeah. And long. Yeah. Really, really long. Yeah. 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 So That's, I... That... That sounds real heavy. Like, I will tell you. I'd be interested in that, but I, it would be. I think everybody should read it because yeah. it, it is kind of the base. It, like it really does level set what kids think. Like I, I bet. And I don't know. So I, I find a, a time in your life when you're coming from something that is really, really happy. <laughs> you want a downer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just went to Disneyland. Yeah. I better get sad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. Let's take a break. And we will come right back. And we're back. I got another drink. Yeah, because I made you sad. Well, I mean, warn a guy. Yeah, sorry. So this is a uh, Stone Tropic Thunder. I love that movie, by the way. You've seen that movie, right? Uh, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. It's like questionable. Also, the name of like a strip club, Tropic Thunder. It has to be a strip club somewhere <laughs> in Hawaii or like Saigon. Um, or Vegas. Or Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Vegas in like two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. You want to tell the peeps why you're going to Vegas? I'm going to play in a Street Fighter Five tournament uh-huh. because I'm an adult and I can do those things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, brackets came out for for the tournament. It's, it's very much like March Madness. Um, except with a lot of nerdier names. So you're like a 16 seed? Uh, no, I'm a 2 seed. Um, because it's randomized oh, okay. and there's no math into it involved at all. Okay. What's really funny is, um, so if you lose, uh-huh. so uh, you go into a loser's bracket. Yep. And based on like the stats you have online and play and everything like that, it said in my starting bracket um, that I would lose in my second round of my starting bracket. And then it would say I would uh, win all the way through the loser's bracket. They're wrong. I'm, I'm just telling you now that they're wrong. We only paid the extra money because we thought it would be funny to play in a game. Um, but we're just going to Vegas to, to drink and watch people play video games. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you um, derive a lot of pleasure of watching other people play video games? Uh, I, I derive a lot of 
pleasure with hanging out with my best friend, mm-hmm. which is like, so we, this is a tournament that happens twice a year, okay. um, once in America and once in Japan. Hmm. And we usually get together. My friend Walter and I have been playing Street Fighter together for 20 years. Oh, the, the game is that old? Uh, no, well, it, the game is older than that. Um, the game itself, the Street Fighter 2, which was the big first big one, was probably like 91, 92, huh. something like that. And I started playing that one in arcades when I was like 12, 13 years old. Okay. Um, and then he and I started playing a bunch of the games together because he played when he, he grew up in, uh, uh, in the Carolinas. He, uh, he played out there. When he moved out here, we met. Um, and we would go to a local arcade to play. And then I have half an arcade cabinet built mm-hmm. upstairs, which you saw today. Mm-hmm. We've been playing on that and different systems for, yeah, 20 years. Um, and so we watch this tournament, uh, twice a year. Um, sometimes we watch it in the same room. Sometimes we're just like texting each other back and forth while we're watching it, but it's in Vegas. And so we were just like, let's, let's go, let's, let's let's drive. Is that MGM? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's MGM Grand. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're staying in Excalibur. Um, which I've never stayed at. Of course, yeah, of course which you is are. the funniest thing in the world. Could you to me. please wear any sort of medieval garb? I'll, I'll get on it. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I paid for the room, which cost nothing. Mm-hmm. Which, let's be fair, like, exactly. get, wow, because um, like I don't, I don't care. And he's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, because he's gonna pay his half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, no, I think you should take me to medieval times for dinner. Just because I want to see it. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, to It's pay... so expensive, though, to go to medieval times. Yeah? It's like $80 a plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's To watch somebody actually. joust? Yeah, to, I, I don't care that much. <laughs> I mean, the giant turkey leg I want. Do you? No, but I feel like, like at, like, the Renaissance festivals, people are always walking around, like... Yeah. These hillbilly-type people that have no business being at a Renaissance festival, mm-hmm. walking around in weird garb, eating a turkey leg that may or may not be fully cooked. Yeah, I know. I know. I've never been to Ren Fair ever. You'd think I would. would. You just called it Ren Fair. That's what it's called. It's, what it's, called. it's called the Ren Fair. Um, though my friend um, uh, sent me, from last year, sent me the funniest picture in the world. It was like all these people like lined up in their costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, it had to be like... 80, 90 people in, like, this one group picture, and, and so they're all in, like, like medieval armor yeah. and, like, swords or, like, peasant garb and mm-hmm. stuff. Right in the middle, Stormtrooper. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> and they had positioned themselves, like, so perfectly to, like, barely be seen. Uh-huh. It was incredible. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was really good. I could get behind that. Yeah, I can get behind that. But no, so we're, yeah, we're going to go to that um, the beginning of August. Um, okay. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. I will tell you, because I haven't told you yet what my family's Halloween costume is. No, you haven't. No, and I probably am not going to tell you, but I will tell you that we will be prepared for the Renaissance Festival. Yes. I already figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. I already figured it out. Yeah. So, um... It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. That that wasn't difficult. No, I know. Are there there wolves involved? Uh, two. Yeah. Okay. I made it. I did, Only it. Two I did it. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm pretty excited, and I need to learn how to sew pretty quickly. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I learned how to sew in a home ec class. I don't remember how. You have a sewing machine? There's a sewing machine in this house somewhere. Really? There's two of them. Huh? There is one like actual sewing machine, and then there is a kids sewing machine. Um, and I can't remember. It's like a it's a product that like teaches kids how to like it's not like bedazzling but it's pretty close hmm. um my daughter loves it they hmm. made a pillow um okay. there's a pillow around here somewhere that she made um yeah but there is a sewing machine somewhere in this house i am going to commission one of our mutual friends to mm-hmm. complete the sewing and i'm going to provide her with tequila i now i know who the friend is mm-hmm. and she can sew yes yeah it's one of the reasons i miss my mom so much mm-hmm. um my mom could sew anything um and uh, anytime anything ripped or anything needed hemmed or just be like, I have this really dumb idea. Could you do this? Be like, yeah, give me an hour. Oh. It's a cool skill. It's a they very don't, cool skill. They don't, I, don't, I don't have the patience for that skill. No. 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 I um, can sew a button. I can sew a button. Yeah. I can sew a button. Um, I can sew a button that's going to last for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, you go like a 50 times around. <laughs> uh, probably. I, I, yeah, probably. It's an excessive button sewing I, process. I, I also have a wonderful tailor. She's okay. incredible. Well, there you go. Yeah, so she can do it. Okay. Okay. Because I give her money to do it, so. And she's appreciative every single time. Um, 
So, like I said, I didn't read anything. Yep. I was pretty sick all week. I got what I would say would be like a cold that you should get in November and December, mm-hmm. and I got it in July. Yes. Which, getting a cold with a fever when it's 116 outside is terrible. Yeah. Um, and I, I will apologize, because I definitely called you a man cold. You did. Yep. You did. Yeah. 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 It, it was... I understood where you were coming from. You were wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a man cold type of guy, because mm-hmm. I didn't go to work. Yep. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Um, because uh, I, if, with man, I'll go to work. Like, if I'm just a little under. But this, like, I left. One day I just straight up didn't come in. And then one day I, like, I actually just went home. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I was going to go home at lunch and went home, like, two hours before that. It was mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I watched a lot of TV. Okay. Um, uh, the first day I was homesick, I didn't. Because, like, I answered a work email and then put my head back on the pillow and then heard my phone ding and realized that an hour had gone by. Um, and I thought it'd been like 10 seconds. So I'm pretty sure that was my body telling me that work was secondary. Yep. Um, but I ended up watching, uh, Deadwood. Mm, my husband's favorite show. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I, really? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Text him because he, he's already, it's, I think it's over, right? Pretty sure uh, it's yeah, over. they, they released a movie in May and okay. that ended the whole thing. Okay. So it was like three seasons and then a movie. Like, I think it ran from like 2004 to 2006 mm-hmm. from what I'm reading. Um, and they just did the movie this year. Okay. I don't know if he's watched the movie, but he's definitely watched all of the others. And yes, like that's three what seasons. He, that's what he binged like in the middle of the night when I'd wake up and I'm like, what are you doing? And he wouldn't be watching that. I watched it till 2.30 in the morning last night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that show's incredible. Yeah. So here's the thing that I think I'm learning about myself. My favorite book from last year was The Sisters Brothers, mm-hmm. which is a cowboy book. Mm-hmm. This show is absolutely... Do I like westerns? (laughs) Do I? Like, I didn't know that. Well, you do live in cowboy country. I do live in cowboy country. I don't have (coughs) any interest in owning a horse or sheriffing or mining for gold. Um, Do you own a pair of chaps? uh, Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. No, I do not. Um, Yeah, it's it's so good. Hmm. Like, I... So there is so much crime and so much murder and so much backstabbing. You would like this show. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, like it. Like I'm. I. It's really good. Yeah. Um. And plus, really good actors. Like Timothy Oliphant's really good. Ian McShane is an amazing actor. Powers Booth, who's got the best actor name on the. Planet. You know, I know none of these people, right? Yeah. No. I'm kind of surprised. No. Um. Brad Dourif. No. Okay. You do know Brad Dourif. He was the voice of Chucky. Might be the only one that I can relate to. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's there's some other uh, some of the actresses you would know. Okay. But oh my gosh, like it just was an incredibly good. Okay. Um, I actually also watched the very first anime of my entire life because my friends told me to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, it's the most messed up thing I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. uh, from a violence standpoint. Okay. Um, and I. I text my group of friends on, on our group text chat and one of them said aren't you glad it's not a book you have to explain to Beth <laughs> <laughs> and yes how long was this it was like 26 episodes oh that's yeah. long yeah yeah and you watched them all yeah I did oh. I did okay I, 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 I could lay in bed and watch shows yeah like it was it, it was really bad and like you know like not the worst fever like 101 degree fever yeah but like so 115 outside and I am shivering like I'm in the middle of the Antarctic. Yeah. It's this and sweating yeah. like it's 115 outside. Right. It's the stupidest thing in yeah. the world. So I just did basically nothing. Um, so I didn't read, but I, I was ended up thinking a lot about a book this week because I wanted to, um, I do about every three months I go check and see if a book has been released. Mm-hmm. Um, this very specific book or if there's any news on a specific book. And it's been four years since the last book, mm-hmm. um, maybe five. Um, sorry, Game of Thrones fans who have been waiting um, for the next, uh, me too, mm-hmm. for the next installment of that. But, but that's um, not the one you've been waiting for. And that's not it. Okay. That's not it at all. Okay. I am waiting for that, yeah. obviously. Um, but it's uh, a sequel to, it's by an author named Patrick Rothfuss, it's a sequel to a book called Name of the Wind. So, 
um, you are grinning at me because I one time I bought you this book. Yeah, it um, is on my bookshelf. Yeah, yeah, you're never gonna read it. Um, no. So I have given this book to four or five people, and you're the only one that actually didn't complete it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first quitting. That was your first quitting. Yeah, uh, I think go, so. you only read like a chapter. No, I think I read a few more. Than, I mean, that's a that's a chunky book it's a huge book yeah so um i am not ashamed to say it. it's my favorite book of All my, time. Life, my life wow um it is it is the best book i've ever read the the sequel i absolutely love it's called a wise man's fear i absolutely love that book um it it doesn't it doesn't meet the original book it's Never. not it's not the, it's not the same Never. like it, no. it, but it's so good it's okay. so good too um even to the point that uh, so a friend at work, hey Garrett, um, uh, like I gave him in this book and he said the same thing you did. He was like two chapters in, he's like, dude, I don't know. And then like a week later, he's like, okay, that might be the best book I've ever read in my life. I gave it to my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got her. So my wife is really big into education mm-hmm. and school and said, Hey, there's a magic school in this book. It takes a long time to get there. And, um, uh, my wife doesn't read mm-hmm. very much. She listens to, uh, audiobooks right. mostly. And, uh, she kept not getting to the school and so she kept quitting the book and then my friend Garrett once again said I think you're almost there and she hit play like on the way home and they got to the school okay and she even her she was like that's one of the best books I've really to. oh it's so good uh, uh, all right so um I, I just want to promote this book a little bit today okay. I keep getting very irritated because book three which is supposed to be the final book okay we are four or five years um, removed since the last one. And you book. have no idea when it's going <clears throat> None. Wow. None. In fact, uh, so uh, Patrick Rothfuss is a, he's he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He he runs an organization called World Builders. Um, it's a massive charity. These books have brought him some fame. He's one of those guys that have, that has done the right things with fame, right? He's, he's helped um, enrich other people's lives. Mm-hmm. He's helped people in poorer countries. Mm-hmm. He's helped... Uh, get reading and literature to kids. He's awesome. he's done cool stuff. Yeah, he 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 probably does so much other cool stuff. That he doesn't have time to finish the other book. Really, really <laughs> book. Yeah, that that's that's my guess. Patrick, finish the book. I read a thing uh, about a year ago that said the book was done. Um, he was just editing and editing and editing and editing. So um, hopefully, it gets done. But um, quick overview of the book: um, uh, a guy named uh, Koth. His family uh, is a bunch of traveling musicians, mm-hmm. which, <coughs> excuse me, um, which is awesome because with me and the music mm-hmm. background and all the stuff, that was one of the things that I, I really got uh, uh, drawn to. Um, and they start singing a bunch of songs about, uh, they're almost like religious hymns, right? So, so imagine them. The family is uh, traveling gypsies, and like the they're 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 people. They're called the Edenmaru. Um, they're all traveling gypsies. So, the dad is writing a new song um, about it, yeah. I think religious hymn is like almost the best way to describe it. So it's about like some of the 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 demons and like mm-hmm. like the not so good stuff. Okay. Um, and the demons show up and say, "So, you shouldn't be doing that." This Did is, the singing, this is real like, bad. wake them? Um, no, but it's like, you you shouldn't be telling these stories, because mm-hmm. they never were, like, asleep. They, they live within the world. Like, you shouldn't be telling these stories, so we're just going to kill your whole family right now. Kid escapes, because he, mm-hmm. he was off. So this starts um, half the book of his just complete homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real sad. Like, wandering through the forest alone, and it's not like, hey, he does this for two chapters. He does this for, like... 20 chapters um, learning how to survive and then gets to a big city how to survive as a homeless kid in the big city um, and then finally getting himself to what's called the university which is a big school Um, so the thing about uh, Quoth is he's brilliant he's he's absolutely brilliant Um, for like a like a 12 year old kid when he gets to the university he does better on his like entry exams and like these 20 and 22 and 23 year old kids are doing so it's it's what's really neat because it is a book that has to deal with like like magic and other stuff but magic is just another form of like physics in this book Hmm. it's not like hey i have a magic spell 
um, and I'm gonna. It's not like Harry Potter. It's okay. not that. It's just like, hey, this this is just another like physical sense that we can manipulate if you know how to do it, um, and that's it's pretty incredible. But there is a other type of magic that goes along with it. That if you actually know the true name of something, like the wind isn't called the wind, it has another name. So if you say the name, you can control that. And he's able to uh, innately know the names of those things. Hmm. But he can't control it. Hmm. Um, So half the book is him being super homeless. And half the book is him going through this school and being the brilliant kid. Learning how to control it? Learning how to control it. learning and he's also still a brilliant musician at the same time so trying to make money being a musician it's basically like what if harry potter was a broke college kid okay broke homeless college kid okay and it is awesome um it's not like things like harry potter um and like those other ones like have all the magic schools because that's a popular thing right now um they all have that little bit of humor right it's like a little bit of non-seriousness this doesn't have that. This okay. is very gritty. It's very adult. Um, it's you know, it, it's very realistic um, for a book with quote unquote magic in right. it. It's incredibly cool. So, do I need to read it again? Try it again. You know, i i would I would encourage you to Cause because when you're telling me about this, I don't remember anything about the book. Yeah, i i, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of the stumbling blocks. Because I think it was his first book that he ever wrote. And so I think he has that first, like, ten, app, ten chapter, like, Stretching getting, getting into it. Like, yeah. how, do I, how yeah. do I find this story? And then when the family dies and he becomes homeless, it was, like, it was that homeless kid all alone okay. thing of, like, this is sad and he's trying. He's, he's not going to give up. He's like, he's going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also really sarcastic. He's very funny. So there's some really good writing with all that stuff that, that really brought me, brought me into it. Um, I've reread the book before and that first, that first, not even third, let's say 10th is slow. Yep. But the rest of it is not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, and the premise of the story is, um, he is, uh, this is after all that has happened, and he now owns an inn. And he is done something. We still don't know because book three hasn't come out, but it's alluded to in book one, it's alluded to in book two. He's done something terrible to where he has basically been ostracized. He's hiding in this little podunk town, and a, a they call him the Chronicler. And I think he, I think the best way to describe him is he's like the biggest like newspaper man in the world, right? Um, finds him and realizes it is him mm-hmm. and makes him tell the story. Hmm. Um, so you're talking to present day, yep. quote, like the 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 inn owner who has whose servant who works for him is not human, but everyone thinks he is, which is another amazing story. Um, and explaining what happened to the chronicler who's who's the big newspaper guy so you also have to kind of figure out like what of this is embellishment Mm -hmm. and what of this really happened and the coolest thing about the way that Patrick Rothfuss writes is all the little like throwaway lines you start realizing that they're not throwaways they're not throwaways Mm. because this little throwaway line in chapter 10 in book 1 comes back in chapter 5 in book 2 Wow, and it ties in perfectly so when you think about why is book three taking so long probably because he's he had all these throwaway lines in book two that he needed to tie into book three and he needs he needs to have work to make him fit it's brilliant stuff okay um well i will tell you you have made me want to pick it back up again yeah so i will give it another good college try yeah (laughs) i have um i've probably read it three times three or four times and i have it on uh, audible as well Mm -hmm. and it's one of those to where it's like if I don't have a good podcast or what, I'll maybe once every other year I turn that back on okay. and listen to it again. Cool. So it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Well, hopefully book three comes out soon. <sighs> we'll see. I hope. Why don't you email him? Patrick, if you listen to this, please let us know when to expect it. So he's got a website. Okay. Every time he puts a post on the website, uh, basically if anyone asks him the state of book three, all the other fans yell at him. So I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't even dare. Mm. I wouldn't even dare. It's like, it's one of those, like, 
it's a joke at this point that it's taken so long. Okay. Like, yeah, it's 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 come around. He's doing it. It's one. Of, it's the same with like George R. R. Martin yeah. and the next right. uh, and the next Game of Thrones book. I mean, the TV show's done, and right. and he still has two books left. But he's got a little bit of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, those books started in the nineties. I know. Yeah. Yep. That's when I started. That's when I read the first one. So crazy. It's it's crazy. And I'm still reading East of Eden. Yeah. But I haven't had any time for that um, in this week. Okay. And then that that hopefully will be then the next thing I can actually talk about. Yes. Would it be the first classic book I've ever talked about on here? Yes, we haven't talked about any classic books. I felt like you did Mm-mm. at one point. Mm, I don't know. Talk about the road once. That's classic. Yeah, and actually we have um, a mutual friend who just finished the road. Yes, he did. Yes. I was yeah, that's right. And he didn't love it as much as we did. <gasps> no, he didn't tell me that. No. But... Oh well, they, we think about that mutual friend thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, in the road, that book, I should actually buy it for him. It was at that donation place for a book. <laughs> oh, really? The road? Yeah. Yeah. That's, God, that's, like, you should, that, that's, that is, wow. Yeah. That is an incredible deal. Yeah. I actually had um, another mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I gave my copy of The Road for mm-hmm. them to read. Yes. And they absolutely adored it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You yeah. Think you either love it or you don't. Yeah, they they actually started reading because of this podcast. Well, very good. Yeah, they're on vacation this week and text me and I gave them another book okay. um, out of my stuff and they, they were absolutely loving that. So, cool. What do you read next? Do you know? Um, yes, I'm halfway through Chelsea Handler's new book. <laughs> I love Chelsea Handler. She's amazing. <laughs> she is. So, um, again, halfway through, so I can't tell you what it's ultimately about, but um, I think she's like, it's like, a, it's kind of a dark book. Like, she struggles. Yeah, it's still funny. Like, it is definitely funny. Um, but what was, it, what was the name of her first book? I read um, that one. Are you there, God? It's me, Chelsea, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. I don't even know. Oh man, um, we're looking. Yeah, but she is recognized that. Are you there, vodka? Are you there, vodka? It's me, Chelsea. Dude. Yeah, I read. I read, that. I read that book. That book was great. Yeah, um, yeah. She's. I think she's just trying to do a lot of soul searching. Um, it's you know tongue in cheek. She's. Um, very much um, captured internally by the most recent presidential election mm. and kind of a downward spiral. So Weird that topic's never come up she, for anyone ever. I know. So she's she has sought medical attention. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, to like oh. talk, talk through it and... Um, it's still funny. I mean, she still mm-hmm. like inserts like some pretty witty jokes into the into the story because I think she's just naturally like a funny person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think she's going through some some stuff. So yeah, it's Jeez. interesting. All right. I know. I'm like, I thought this was going to be a lighthearted book after yeah. Columbine, but yeah, yeah, it was a. So. I would think anything with Chelsea Hamlet because that the um, Are You There Vodka? It's Me Chelsea. Yeah. is great because yeah. it starts off. That's the right book I'm thinking of. It starts off with all the stories about her telling the kids in her school that she's going to be on a TV show. Uh, yeah, that's that's that, and like so she had to like prove that she was going to be on this TV show. She got cast as an extra on some TV show. That's that's that book. Okay. It's hysterical. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am. I don't know what I'm going to be reading next beyond this. Um, I've got a couple queued up in my list. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't want to commit. Don't commit me. Ah. Yeah. Don't commit me. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to stop doing that. Yeah, I think we should because I have so many and. Then some pop through in my library that I've been waiting I've got, for. And... I've got Lucas Dines' book. Um, hey, Lucas. Um, I've got uh, East of Eden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Alice Network yep. sitting just out there. Um, I actually found um, today um, a bag of books mm-hmm. that I had bought at like a Goodwill, maybe, or something like a mm-hmm. Savers or mm-hmm. somewhere that I had completely forgotten about. Never looked at them past buying them. Mm-hmm. They're still in the original bag. Um, so, Good ones? Huh? Some gems? I don't know. I'll go grab the book. In, I'll go in a second. And we can look at it. Okay. Um, so, but yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like I've got, I've got a lot. Yeah. We'll yeah. wait till next week to see what we've read. Yeah. I have a, I have to catch up because I'm only like 16, 17 on my 50 books. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first half of the year has been all moving and doing other stuff. So I always read a lot more in the second half of the year. Like once... Yeah. October, November, December hits. I yeah. seem to always have more time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, have a good week. Yeah, you too. Thanks for coming to hang out. Yeah. Thanks for showing me your new your new crib. Yeah. Yeah. You can come over for weekly checkups um, and everything will, week to week, there shall be less of all that over there. Less stuff. Yeah. 
There's so many board games over there. You have a, you have a lot. I cannot believe how many board games my kids have. It's exceptional. Yeah, if you look underneath that, if you go around the corner and look, though, you can... No, you won't be able to see from here. I actually mean on that, that table that's oh, behind you. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of Star Wars Lego sets, too. Of course there are. Yeah, they're really cool. There's like a life-size BB-8 that my friend bought me. Sure. Yeah, for my birthday. Sounds great. I'm really excited. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I'm going to build it. Okay. And you can see all my new appliances. Yeah, they look good. They do look good. <sighs> Houses are expensive. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that... <laughs> The book is always better. Thanks, folks.